0: Welcome to Digital Hospitality. I'm your host, Sean Walchef. This is a Cali BBQ Media Production. We are coming to you live from the Restaurant Transformation Tour at the Wiltern Theater in Hollywood. Restaurant 365 has put together this incredible event. They have sent from the stage the keynote, the keynote himself, Alfred Mirror Miro.
1: Yeah, no, Alfredo Miro, but excuse so close. me. Yeah, points for closeness. It's good.
0: Alfredo Miro. Yes, yes. He is also a comedian since we're in Los Angeles. Uh, yes, you guys yes. are in for a treat. Um, Baker's Burgers, tell us, uh, give us the origin story.
1: Yeah, Baker's Burger. It's actually a great story. So Baker's Burgers is the LLC for Baker's Drive-Thru. Okay. And Baker's Drive-Thru is uh, since 1952. Wow. So, so in and out started in 1948. And if you've had their burgers, you know, You know, it's what a hamburger is all about, I'm told. So (laughs) uh, four years later, Neil Baker created uh, Baker's and it had a very In-N-Out-esque burger. Um, And he created this, what he called the Twin Kitchen, where it has an American grill line and a Mexican line. Amazing. And he opened his first restaurant with his very good friend from San Bernardino, Glenn Bell. Wow.
0: Really? Left Bakers.
1: And I went heard. went to make a small company, a <laughs> small, tiny small company. little Mexican niche uh, <laughs> called Taco Bell.
0: Wow. Um,
1: originally, Taco Bell was actually a communications company from Mexico. Amazing. Um, and uh, they turned into the fast food giant that they are. And uh, so everything you eat at Taco Bell is a derivative of Baker's burgers. Amazing. And his first manager that he ever hired uh, went on to create a brand called Noggles. Really? Which came to be Del Taco. <laughs> so when you look at Baker's Drive-Thru, that's through, incredible. Yeah, when, when you look what at Baker's Drive-Thru from San Bernardino, huh? San Bernardino, which is the mecca of fast Of burger, food. Well, <laughs> of it is. it's the burger capital yes, of the world. It's where McDonald's came from, yeah. Uh, Baker's and of course, Baker's was the the genesis of what we see with Del Taco and Taco Bell. So that's amazing. Had, uh, Thirty-nine units, about one hundred and fifty transactions, one hundred eighty thousand transactions a week. Wow. Uh, we have a really high AUV, about forty-five thousand per. Wow. So we're we're jamming. It's a it's a fan favorite. Our customers are how fanatics. many employees? Fifteen hundred or more.
0: Fifteen hundred employees. That's absolutely yeah. incredible. And what so one of the things we talk about is, is story. We lean on story a lot. Sure. When when did you you personally buy into the story and when did you launch your career with Baker's drive through?
1: Yeah. So I was I'm an Inland Empire native and I was always a customer. I was one of those crazy fans. Yeah. And you know, Baker's uh, what did
0: you get? What was your order?
1: I, you know, I was in teenager, so they had these dollar budget meals. Okay. You get a small fry, a small drink and a bean burrito for a dollar. So as a teenager, I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> and as an operator, I'm like, what the hell were they this thinking? Is, this, <laughs> is this, this is terrible. It's a terrible, terrible. idea. <laughs> um, you know, bakers, the reason why the, it's, it's kind of a, not a sad story, but when you see how it was the genesis of these other billion dollar corporations, yes. why not bakers? And uh, Neil Baker was very much a native of Redlands and San Bernardino area, yep. and he just didn't like driving. And so, He didn't so, like driving? He didn't like driving. He
0: didn't want to fly So he didn't anywhere. want to expand?
1: He didn't want to expand. And wow. so for, for 70 years, they never hired anybody outside of Baker's above a general manager level. Wow. So my average GM has 30. 25 years tenure
0: amazing
1: my district managers that
0: doesn't happen in the restaurant business I
1: have employees that have over 20 years
0: that's incredible um
1: we but it
0: speaks to culture it speaks to a place that people call home A people a place that they love to go to work
1: I think so I think so and um organically I think that was something that was just part of the the quantitative values from Neil Baker um and now we're trying to kind of reestablish that as we um, look to build you know future plans for growth so what is the future plans for growth so for Baker's is quite simple we want to um, create a prototype design open a brand new location Yep. Yeah. Uh, in 70 years because they've never gone outside for leadership it's all been very family driven family fed uh, they kind of lost a step yeah. with uh, industry innovation yeah so just four years ago they were still using like fast facts printed registers. I'm sorry what Fast Facts. It's a
0: Fast Facts. F
1: A S F A X. It's a wow. design of a P.O.S. Yeah. So. I've heard
0: of a lot of P.O.S. We've interviewed a lot of P.O.S. executives, yeah. a lot of yeah. CEOs, and I have not heard of that one.
1: If you want to buy one, you can go on <laughs> 1987.com.
0: Is uh, that a website? No, I'm, but I mean, uh, it's so outdated. But 1978.com. There
1: are equipment that is outdated. the yeah. cooking methods. And, and and look, it's all because they were, you know, like in and out. Yep. Very committed to Fresh, made-to-order, quality ingredients. Yep. But they never updated how they executed that. Yes. Um, so everything from how we run a restaurant to how we recruit to how we make the food to operational processes, that all has to be kind of redesigned uh, and redeveloped. Um, now, luckily, we've got a really, you know, we keep the lights on. We're a very profitable brand, so yeah. that helps us with R and D and. And so the, the idea, the 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 focus for Baker's Drive Through, is to create a prototype, uh, embrace new and future technology, mm-hmm. as well as embrace you know customer trends. So, you know, contact you know non-contact food lockers for third-party deliveries, yep. dual-lane drive-throughs, um, mobile you know POS devices, um, and become fast, quick at delivering fresh food. Once we have that prototype built, then we want to go ahead and franchise. And we're pretty confident we'll be successful. Uh, our brand's been around for 70 years, extremely high average unit volumes, very profitable. So mm-hmm. we're, we're looking forward to that next step of franchising and expanding the the Twin Kitchen concept.
0: It's very exciting and I appreciate the candor and the honesty. It's. It's refreshing for me to see because typically we are interviewing small business owners or independent operators, so it's less of a legacy. You know, sometimes it's a family business. Maybe it's a four unit, a 10 unit, and it's the next generation that's coming on. But it's so difficult when you've been in business since 1952 to think, How much has changed? I mean, just for us, our own personal barbecue journey, we opened as a breakfast concept in 2008. Now we're a barbecue media company. So it's like the amount of change that has happened in 15 years and what I'm asking my team to do compared to what we had to do back in just in 2010, you know, just the advent of, of the smartphone. I mean, the iPhone came out in 2007 and yet here we are in 2022 and we're talking about podcasting, video, TikTok, Instagram reels, doing all kinds of different ways to communicate with a bigger audience, Mm -hmm. you know, for us, we're trying to figure out slow food fast. How do we cook barbecue, but use all the digital tools available to us to get more barbecue to more people in San Diego. For you guys, as you grow, what are the challenges that you have within leadership um, in order to implement tech? Because there's so much, right? There's so much when you go, like I was just at the national restaurant association show in Chicago, and we're talking about six football fields of Different types of of restaurant manufacturers, vendors, suppliers, but a lot of it's tech too. A lot yeah. of it's tech, yeah. and a lot of it wants to be the one all one one solution for everything. Yet we all know that you need sniper solutions depending on your type of business.
1: Well, I I think for us, we uh, our recent CEO, our new CEO, who's been in at the helm of our business for the last five years, he is from tech. Ah. Uh. So the willingness to embrace new technologies from the top yep. is very helpful. Yep. Um, I think secondly, when we're looking for solutions, you're right. Unless you're just going to spend the money and take the time to create your own um, internal solution for new technology, you really are piecemealing a lot of this together. And in doing so, you're going to find uh, um, something's going to fall short throughout that process. I think the goal for us, it starts with a strategy. The strategy is not to just focus on what the best solution is, but what is the best fitting solution? Yeah. Because sometimes the absolute best solution isn't what's best fit for your brand. Correct. Um, And because we're so behind the needle, we now intentionally are saying, okay, what's the future? Whether it's, um, you know, VR or AR for employee training methods. Um, whether it's um, you know following the footsteps of, of Wendy's and looking yeah. at the metaverse absolutely and, and how do we capture that as well because we're we're quickly going from a uh, millennial as being the larger captive audience to now being a larger captive franchise yes and so now for we sure. have to focus on you know Gen Z for sure um, general, whatever the next one is,
0: right? (laughs) Whatever my kids are. What's after Z? I don't don't know. My my son's five and my daughter's three. And they just, they just tell Alexa, I want this. They're literally the on demand generation, right? Like I want it. I want it now. I want the song right now. Right. And that's what they're used to.
1: Well, they don't even want the song. They want every song, song. every made in the history (laughs) of music. That's what we demand for free too. For for free free too. Yeah, absolutely. But that's the challenge when you're trying to get into technology because Anytime you deal with technology, you're, you're dealing with the the buckets of, oh, technology equals apps. Yep. And the the consumer behavior driven by the, the cell phone is, I want an app that's quick, fast, on-demand, and free. Yes. Maybe I'll deal with a 10-second ad, but I'm not paying for the access. Correct. Right? So when you're introducing technology to your customers, to your employees, any kind of hiccup or any kind of um, bump along the road is going to be an impact to uh, adverse adoption. People aren't going to adopt it when there's any kind yep. of, any kind of, uh, what do you call it? a hindrance yep. to an easy, seamless format. So you have to be looking at that from your internal, you know, your employees and your external customers as well. So uh, three clicks or less is a general rule. Yep. Um, and uh, internally, we want to be able to use that technology to make the employee part of the brand and no longer just a separate less valuable stakeholder. Mm -hmm. And I think technology can have some solutions with that. Besides the obvious cooking equipment um, stuff that's out there. I'm in love with combi ovens right now. Oh my gosh, yeah, combi ovens. But yeah, I think that's the big thing. Strategically, just finding the best fit that's going to allow us to create a positive impact to both our customers and our employees.
0: So one of the things we 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 don't look, we try to teach people on the show that You can't just have a vendor. You have to have a vendor partner. And being a vendor partner is also being a brand brand advocate. Mm -hmm. You know, if you believe in the tech, if you believe in US Foods, if that's your food distributor, if you believe in the beer company that brings you the beer, then you should embrace the fact that you believe in it. And if you're willing to make content, if you're willing to be vocal, then you get asked to do cool things like you got asked to today. Sure. Today you got asked to come down here to Hollywood, will turn theater, packed, sold out event, and you get to speak on behalf of restaurants 365, the experience that you've had with this technology that you guys have implemented, why did they ask you to speak? And what did you talk about?
1: Well, I mean, first and foremost, I think they recognize that I'm an extraordinary operator. Right?
0: <laughs> um, it was just, it's,
1: it's hard to, ignore they knew it. it? Yeah, no, we, it's hard to ignore. <laughs> <It's>
0: hard um, <laughs> Is it the stat? Is it the data? They can't ignore the yeah, data. You can't ignore <laughs> it. Right.
1: So, um, you know, I was involved with our 365 back when they just had the classic version. Okay. And I tell this story that you know the classic version I didn't use a lot because it was bad on Windows, and they thought like, well, no, we work in Windows pretty well. And I said, no, 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 I don't, I don't mean Microsoft Windows. Um, Resident Three Six Five in the beginning was bad for my Office Windows because I would get frustrated (laughs) and just chuck it out the window.
0: Right? They like jokes here. They 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 let it happen. It's it's
1: odd. No one no one uh, screened the content, so I'm sure that'll be a change next year. This um, won't get edited out. No, I promise. No, no, I yeah, promise. Yeah, yeah. We're leaving it in. Yeah, yeah. clip it. Um, but they moved to Smart Ops and that was part of their transition from an accounting software, yep. which should be boring. Yes. I want my accounting, <laughs> and my accountants, <laughs> to be just boring AF. Like seriously. And if you saw the first half of today, they nailed it. And <laughs> they so, nailed so, it. so, and so, uh, but they recognize uh, that you know we need solutions. I think what Restaurant Three Six Five did was that, that I'm appreciative of is they they focus on the general manager, yeah. the store manager, yeah, because that is the most important element in any restaurant. The store it's where manager. all the
0: change happens. Everything. Once you implement anything, you're gonna where are you gonna hear about it first?
1: Well, I like to say that we make the change, but they do the transition. Yes. And oftentimes a change is made. How many times have we been there where we, we change a policy or we yes. change a system and then we walk into a store two weeks and I'm like, I changed this. What happened? Yeah. Well, yeah, you changed it, but nobody transitioned. <laughs> nobody transitioned. <it. laughs> and you managed the heck out of the change. Yeah. But the transition, that got left for Sunday morning.
0: So Yeah, that's not happening.
1: Um, so uh, working with their product manager, um, we were working on different things, whether it was the smart scheduling or uh, the logbook, which is what I was here mm-hmm. to, to talk about. And so you mentioned a key thing, right? I think gone are the, uh, the arbitrary and archaic views of, you know, you're our vendor, Yeah. settle down, right? Yeah. No, uh, there are true partnerships being created here um, because there's a, a mutual growth opportunity for brands that mm-hmm. can help each other. So uh, R365 is, they have a tough task ahead of them because they're in the technology segment, yeah. right? So, again, you talk about the expectations of technology, yep. but, you know, they're pretty good at a lot of stuff and they're journeying from pretty good to damn good yep. to great. And so they have some good roadmaps coming. They definitely recognize the value of partnership and getting the feedback. And, uh, you know, we've been on very, uh, varied different uh, development calls where they'll just put me in front of a screen and say, what do you see? What do you like? What do you hate? And they want candid explanation because there's a um, the speed of growth is based on the speed of trust, right? And so yes. Because that speed of trust is established there, it makes a very good collaborative um, uh, relationship. So I'm excited to see how Restaurant365 continues to evolve into an all-encompassing operating platform. I think the workforce management piece that they just uh, debuted today is definitely something that is, uh, you know, checks the boxes. You know, workforce management is kind of the one thing that really hits both operations and finance yep. equally. Yep. Equal with pain points and, and equal with just got to get right. So I'm curious to see what that looks like and, and start testing it at our end. And, uh, you know, if they stay true to what they've done in the past, they'll always take the feedback and, and make an earnest good faith effort to, to dial it in.
0: So every week we talk about it's so important. My grandfather, he taught me to stay curious, to get involved, to ask for help. People don't come to a conference if they're not curious. People don't listen to a podcast if they're not curious. You don't read a book unless you're curious, unless you're trying to learn, trying to be better, trying to improve your business. But it's one thing to be curious. It's another thing to actually do the work and mm-hmm. actually implement that curiosity and sure. make sure that that gets through to the transition team. Um, and then finally, it's asking for help. It's one of the things I failed as a restaurant owner early on was to to reach out to different people, not just in the restaurant space, but people that have grown their businesses, their restaurant businesses. Who have you asked to reach, to, to ask for help? And Do you have any mentors that, um, you know, you can share a story or two Sure, about?
1: sure. I mean, I'll, I've been very blessed to work with some fantastic operators and some terrible operators.
0: <laughs> Do you learn more from the terrible ones or the fantastic ones? You know,
1: I think, I think equally if, if, if you're paying attention. Yeah. I think if you're paying attention. So um, I work for Wendy's, another founder-driven brand. Yep. And one of the things I learned from Dave Thomas, I had a fortunate opportunity to meet with him.
0: Really? And um, What did you ask him?
1: Well, I didn't ask him. I observed. Okay. So this was in Texas. Now, when Dave came to a restaurant, this is a great story. When Dave would come to a restaurant, you spent a good twenty thousand dollars in the restaurant, which is just stupid. to get ready. Just to prepare. I'm talking just like to get ready for re- Dave, repaint the store,
0: redo the shouldn't lot. every day be Dave coming? Isn't that like the foundation of like how you build a restaurant? It was every the, day Dave should be coming. That's I'm, how you should run I'm your As I'm sitting
1: restaurant. there, I'm going, "What are we doing?
0: Twenty thousand, <laughs> get the red are carpet are out. Doing? The Queen of England is coming."
1: And you know, Dave, uh, if you don't know his story, you know the Army. Um, he was an adopted foster child. He used to run a diner out of the Army on the old interstate system. Really? So, you know, when you drive in the interstates in, in, in America back in the 50s, when one interstate crossed another, you probably saw a petrol station yep. and a, a restaurant, a diner, and he ran one of those. And the way he got into Wendy's was there was a salesman who would come and sell this machine that used steam and oil to cook a chicken. It was called the Henny Penny. Really? And the person who uh, sold this was a guy named Harlan Sanders. And this was Colonel Come Sanders on, you've got from KFC, we, right?
0: Were you just going through the, the the greatest hits? I'm I'm <laughs>
1: trying to make sure I'm in your top ten for the year. So 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 he drove a big white Cadillac yeah. with the longhorns, convertible. Okay. And he wore a black suit. Not a white suit with a black tie, it was a black suit with the white tie. Okay. And he was the most uh, belligerent man you'd ever really? meet in your life. Um, very belligerent. And uh, so he'd go to the diner, met Dave, and the offer was, I'll, I'll get you a, a Henny Penny, and here's a chicken, and here's this nice recipe with 16 original herbs and spices. And every time you sell a chicken, I get a nickel. Well, after doing that for a while, he opened Kentucky Fried Chicken. And Dave was his very first restaurant manager, who then became his very first franchise owner, who then said, I can do this on my own. And that's when he created Wendy's. Wow. So fast forward to 2000-ish. Uh, Dave's coming to the store in Texas, and I'm part of this leadership team. We all want to meet Dave. Everyone wants to meet of Dave. Of course. And so Dave gets to the store. And when you open the door, you see this row of leadership, right? there's couple executive vice presidents, there's a couple senior vice presidents. You, know, you go through the three, the three name titles, the two name titles, and then yes. the single name titles, right? <laughs> so Dave walks in and he's you know, saying hi to the executives and saying hi to the seniors and saying hi to the directors and a couple of the district managers. And that's and like 11.30 and we're like, all right, Dave, well this is a store, good, great. And, and then he leaves us and he goes and he puts on an apron and he puts on a hat and he goes to the grill And he goes and talks to the grill person. He goes, hi, I'm Dave. And he shows them how he used to do the grill position. And that was my first observation of, oh, I can control culture by knowing when to work elbow to elbow with my frontline employees. And he would do grill for 15 minutes. Then he'd go to the sandwich. and He goes, hi, I'm Dave. What's your favorite burger? I like the single with cheese. That's amazing. And he would go to every position and then finally the shift leaders. And then finally he'd go in the dining room and sit down with the general manager for a good half an hour. Now it's about eleven thirty. And all these executives and senior vice presidents, they're thinking, So, you know, steakhouse or seafood, what do you want to do? Yeah. Because right? you know, we're gonna spend a good three thousand dollars on lunch, sure. whatever it is. So Dave comes to the group and we're like, Okay, Dave, where do you wanna go? He's like, It's lunchtime. We're gonna work the lunch.
0: So Dave goes <laughs> oh, in the drive through. Goodness.
1: Imagine going through a Wendy's drive through and all of a sudden here's Dave Thomas handing you your food. That was his position. He would just hand out the food. Hey, how are you?
0: that would, is amazing.
1: He did that and he did that for a half an hour and then the cops told him he has to leave the cops, the cops came and said, you gotta go. Why? Because there was a drive through line, three city blocks. Come on. Waiting to see Dave Thomas. The word organically got this out.
0: This is pre-social media. Pre- no social TikTok media. videos, no Snapchat I videos. I had two
1: followers. Oh come That on. was it. Uh, <laughs> and the word got out and, uh, it was a crazy story. And you know, the takeaways I take from Dave Thomas is one, he donated millions and millions of dollars to adoption and other you know, Catholic charities that he believed in anonymously. When he passed away, it was discovered. So, you know, do good and you don't have to you know, brag about it. Secondly, and this was a big one that stuck with me is how do you balance the ability to be strategic and to also work elbow to elbow with people? Um, so for me, um, my district managers wear a very nice business casual long-sleeve shirt and I wear a t-shirt and jeans Yeah, because it's disarming. Yeah, right. There's a gravity around positions um, and so besides that experience when I was young, I worked for uh, um, uh, a Certain vice president and now an owner for a Carl's Jr. franchise named Dana McClure Really? And I was a shift leader and there was this one woman who came in and she ordered a sunrise sausage sandwich but she wanted me to put grape jelly and an Ortega green chili on that. And I said, man, there's just no way in hell I'm doing that. It's disgusting. I'm not going <laughs> to do it. Disgusting. And I'm an 18 year old shift leader yeah. and uh, thought I was, you know, hot stuff. And uh, the complaint went to the office, Dana heard about it. And I happened to be at the office and Dana McClure called me in his office. Right. And I know I was in trouble, but when I left that discussion, hot damn, I felt so good about myself. Really? And so that was my first introduction into leadership. And ever since then, all I talk about is leadership because it's just a it's a missing element in discussion, in intentional engagement. We don't talk about true leadership and what it looks like. But there's a lot of bad leadership out there. Yeah. And I've had an opportunity to work with bad leadership. I've worked for one brand who will remain unnamed where they thought it was cool to go tour in Europe with uh, the offspring on the Franchise Dime while their franchisees are shutting down stores, you know? And uh, I've worked for people who are, you know, they won't help anybody out during the uh, pandemic or anything like that, but they just got a brand new um, Porsche or a G-Wagon and put it on, you know, the company Dime, right? And people are struggling and they're doing great and there's no empathy there. And it's, it's just a perversion of, I think, franchising. So for me, intentionally, those relationships and those experiences nothing drives me more than just how are we being a good leader in our stores how are we being a good leader in our corporate offices and how are we creating the kind of culture and environment of success and accountability through leadership discussions and engagement so that's through my experience what I've been in I don't really I don't believe in reading books yeah. only because I've never read a book and be like Oh, okay. Treat people nice, and that'll work out for you. What a concept! Yeah, right? I think books are kind of like confirmation of what we kind of already know.
0: Yeah,
1: um, but uh, I definitely observe those that I've worked with and picked up on what not to do and what we should do.
0: Well, uh, every single week on Wednesday and on Friday at ten a.m. Pacific time on the Clubhouse app. Um, we have leaders in the hospitality space all over the globe that come and join us for an hour. We would love to have you um, come on clubhouse, share uh-huh. some of these stories um, once your episode drops. Alfredo, thank you so much for yeah, your time. This is uh, it, I mean, I know I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be when when these collaboration collisions happen. Yeah. I mean, when you put hospitality thought leaders, um, in together in a space where we can be vulnerable. We can be open and honest. And um, we're grateful that Restaurant 365, Tony Smith, uh, Morgan Harris for getting this together. Um, please, I'll put links in the show notes sure. so people can follow you, um, hopefully connect with you on LinkedIn. Are you on LinkedIn? I am not on LinkedIn. So you're going to be on LinkedIn. I am not so I'm on giving LinkedIn. You a, I'm giving you a homework assignment. I, I you know, here's Come on, a th- you can claim your page on LinkedIn. Here's the thing. Tell me,
1: I have been inundated with. Uh, this sounds so humble, braggish, but Recruiters and sales people. Yes, it 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 is like the Tinder for HR people.
0: Yes, it's the Tinder for HR people.
1: And I'm just not. I I I even my boss tells me like you got to get on LinkedIn. But
0: see, so the so the the advantage of leaning into social sure. and opening up LinkedIn is the gift that you have and what you guys are building. It'll become the greatest recruiting tool for you.
1: Well, we'll have to do it for sure. Right. So for that reason, yeah. For, I'm for, that,
0: for that reason yes. alone, that's where people will find you. That's sure. where people will be attracted to you. That's why we do all the social platforms because I will
1: commit to breaking news,
0: breaking news. I'm going to break this right Look at now. that.
1: I'm going to open a LinkedIn account just
0: because you just because me of too. that. You see how we do it. That's and, how we do digital. you will be my first. First connection. Connection. First out, connection
1: outside of the 20 people I want to connect with first. Perfect. But after that,
0: after 21, 21. Beautiful. Yeah. Alfredo, thank hey, you thank for your you time. So much. Appreciate my pleasure. it. We'll catch you guys next week. If you want to connect with me, it's at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. That's on LinkedIn. It's also on TikTok. It's also on Instagram. Also on Twitter, um, or you can send me an email, Sean at CaliBBQ.media. We will catch you guys next week.